Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Happy episode number 25, my friend. EP 25? EP 25. This is how we do it, live. Actually, we're not live. We are pre-recorded, but we're going to say that we're live anyway because that's what we do on the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was my uh, radio DJ voice. Oh, man. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So we're doing a back-to-back recording, and I feel like we're probably mostly spent, but we're just rolling anyway. Do you feel the same way? Listen, bro, on an average podcast that we do, I drink about uh, uh, three and a half to four glasses of bourbon. Um, What are you at now? Well, I just refilled my glass and uh, I'm going to crack a new chaser. And I still have about a quarter of a bottle of bourbon left. My favorite maker's mark. And uh, yeah, we're feeling good. So we're going to get it in. Get it in and get her done, boy. Oh, get her done. Hey, you know what? He is one of my favorite comedians. What's his name again? Trailer Park Jack. Don't do this. Trailer Park Jack. You know I suck with names. Uh, His name is uh, uh, Redneck Bill. God, what the hell is his name? Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. I love that man. That is a nice you, trail off of that. I'm impressed with myself right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Dude, I love, I love him man. as Mater. Oh, yeah. He was pretty good as Mater. Because he learned to drive backwards. Totally different from what he did before. That daggone rusty old tow truck. As a matter of fact, playing country back in the day. Let me tell you cows. something. Sit down, I'm going to tell you a little something here real quick. So, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that we went down to uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee for a uh, a little marriage get-together with a bunch of friends? You have not shared that with me yet. Well, this was uh, shortly before Pigeon Forge burned to the ground uh, because they had a massive fire after we uh, got done. Uh, But (laughs) you could say Pigeon Forge got lit, son. (laughs) Pigeon Forge got lit for (laughs) sure. No, but no, no, seriously, it was it was. Yeah, of course, it was completely devastating, though. Dolly World was hit. But um, 
No, we had such a good time. We came home with a few bottles of. <laughs> so wait a uh, second. Wait a second. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Wait a second. <laughs> Here we go. So you this said is it John, was- <laughs> this is Sean a few drinks in, folks. All right. It was completely devastating. And your next thing out of your mouth was Dollywood was destroyed. <laughs> Not the people that live there's livelihoods were wrecked or their no. homes were like burned down. No, no none no, of that. No. None of that. Dollywood, Dollywood. is fucking gone. <laughs> it was a complete <laughs> utter <laughs> devastation. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go. Got me good, bro. Got me good. Got me real good. (laughs) All right. And that's how Sean laughs when he's a few drinks in. Dollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Dollywood, it it wasn't completely devastated, but anyway, I mean, we have. You said. (laughs) Completely devastated. Yeah, well. It was we had we had a good time before the fires hit. Anyway, uh, the we went to Old Smoky Distillery for their moonshine mm-hmm. and um, something else. God, what else was it? Some good old shine, boy. God, it was another. It's another place that other than Old Smoky. Put hair on your fucking chest. You drink yeah. that, boy. Hey. Anyway, we did, and I grew quite a bit of chest hair uh, as a result of that. But along with we your had moves. fun. All over my moobs. So we had some good, uh, it was blue lightning. That was the strongest stuff. That was like 120 proof or something Uh, like that. Nice. That ain't nothing. You ever have white lightning? White lightning. No. no. Actually, blue is brighter than white, isn't it? It is definitely hot. When we're talking about heat and flames, so never mind. I take that back. Yeah. We also had an oatmeal cookie, which was pretty tasty. But, like, after one sip, you kind of get that feeling in the back of your throat, you know, like right before you vomit, that it feels extra coated in the back of your throat. You know that feeling I'm talking about? I'm not a throw-up guy. Oh, okay. All right, well. I know you're a, like, huge alcoholic, um, (laughs) and I pray for you every day, brother, but. I appreciate that very much. As much as you want to talk about the moonshine and the booze, do you like the fudge there? That's hilarious and a very loaded question, uh, but I'd have to say, no, I'm not a fudge guy. Mm, me either. That's all I wanted to know. We can go back to moonshine now because it's more interesting anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot the other ones that we came home. Oh, no, no, no. We came home with also uh, an apple pie, which is pretty tasty as well. Can I tell you a secret? Um, please do. I love secrets. Secret time. Secret time. My wife makes apple pie and it's bomb. Awesome. And I'm so glad to know that now that you guys are no longer here. That was my second thought. We should have brought you some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she guys brought us some bomb ass salsa, which we're still digging through right now so i really can't complain too much so that's how we do up in this so ill southern illinois so ill so yeah we didn't do it 
someone else did it. But well, anyway. you brought it to us, and so we said thank you. Are you still liking it? You still eating it? Oh yeah, dude. You kidding me? Nice. Uh, we just opened up a a can of the uh, mild. And uh, no, what's the hotter one? Medium. Medium. Medium is hotter than mild, right? Yep. So we just opened up a, a can of the the medium, and it is quite delicious. So, um, but we're out of chips now. And so Jenna says to me the other night, she's she she opens up a bottle, uh, the the you know the can of the medium, and then she pulls out like a quarter of a bag of chips, and she's like, "Oh my god." Where are all the chips? And I said, honey, you gave them away. You sent them down. You sent them back with Sean and Brooke. She's like, no, I didn't. I said, then tell me where the chips are, baby. She's like, the chips are here. What happened to them? I said, you gave them away. I didn't give them away. We had more chips than this. I said, babe, I I don't know where the chips are. You must have given them away. Because my wife is, she is the queen of giving things away. And it's like, and before you guys left, I I said to her, I said, you know, hey, babe, maybe you might want to save some of those chips for us because, uh, hey, you know, they brought us a salsa. We need (laughs) chips in order to eat the salsa. (laughs) (laughs) But she insisted that you guys take a bunch of stuff with you and uh, and more part to her. Um, Well, dude, I just want to tell you, you can put that salsa on a plethora of other things. Yeah, and here's one of my favorites. I don't know how you make your eggs. Actually, I do. You're a scrambled guy, aren't you? No, actually, I'm a fried egg guy. Like pretty rare. I like my eggs runny. Ooh, nice. So if you do, if you do a nice egg like over medium, right? Yeah. Or whatever. So they're runny. Put a little salsa on them Mm -hmm. with some bacon. Ooh, mm. good law, you taking yourself to church, son. <laughs> Michael himself be sitting there with his wangs, be covering you, because Jesus knows. You know how to eat some eggs, bro. Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> Look, what Look what the Lord has done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, gotta find that drop. So, uh, sure, um. I will find other things to put those eggs on. Uh, I mean, not eggs. I'm sorry. Salsa. Put the salsa on because uh, the sauce is <laughs> I don't really want to know where you put your eggs. <laughs> funny. Funny, funny, funny. So, um, all right. So, yeah. Episode number 25, bro. We Back celebrated episode. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, I'm done with Pigeon Forge. Um. Uh, yeah, okay, so a Pigeon Forge story that was quite funny. So we, we start driving. We're, it's an eight-hour drive, right? Yeah. Uh, and we're having a blast. And uh, we're just driving along. We, we left early in the morning. It's an eight-hour drive for us to get to Pigeon Forge from Detroit. So uh, we're going. I'm driving the whole way in the truck. Got the big Silverado going down with the big 22-inch chromes. What, what? Shining up in that mug, bro. Cruising, right? They know you from the D. Of course. And so we're, we're getting down there and um, going through the mountains, right? I guess it's not really mountains, right? I mean, they're 
the high cliffs. What do you call them? Do you call them mountains? I don't know. I don't care. A high anyway, cliff? Yeah. I mean, you. Well, there's hills going, and then there's mountains. So a high okay, cliff hills. to me would be a no, mountain. No, no. They're, they're hills. They're not mountains. They're, we're going through these hills, getting down into Tennessee. So go through Ohio, go through Kentucky, then you go through Tennessee, right? Isn't that how it goes? Ohio, yeah. Kentucky. I think. There's nothing else. I suck else. at geography. I suck at geography. So Tennessee anyway. is below Kentucky, and Ohio is above Kentucky. So Okay, then yeah. I'm right. So we get down there and we start getting into town. My point is, is that we get into town, and, um, and we you sound see... like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't we Freaking say the your last son episode? is? If your son ever listens to this, he's just shaking his head, man. SMH in like a mug. Hey, if he's my son, he's gonna laugh. So, <clears throat> so we get down there, and we uh, we're looking at all these. Apart, not apartments, hotels. This might be a rough episode, bro. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome so far. <laughs> this might be my favorite. <laughs> so we, we got the hotels. We're driving by 35 miles an hour, whatever. And, um, very specific. We see all these people standing on the balconies of these hotels, just like it would be like Mardi Gras or something. They're standing on the balconies, and we look inside this one room because the door is wide open, and they hung a huge Confederate flag on the wall. It was so big, you can see it from the road. You can look inside of their room, which door had the door was wide open, and see that they hung a Confederate flag right there in their room. This is an apartment, bro. You're going to be here for like three days. I mean, it's a hotel, not an apartment. It's a hotel, bro. You're going to be here for like three days, maybe max, right? Maybe four. Maybe you got down there Thursday. (laughs) Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got to go home, bro. You brought a flag with you for your hotel? It's Tennessee. You don't even know. You're from the north. You don't know. Listen, the first time I went to Tennessee, do you know what the first thing I bought as a souvenir was? Mm -mm. Nope, don't tell me. Nope, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. Why? I can't handle it. You can't handle it. I can't handle it. You're about to handle it. I'm going to teach you how to handle it. I bought a red fucking hat with a Confederate flag on the front and on the back embroidered above the... uh, the snap part said rebel. Oh, God. Because it's what you do. You're in fucking Tennessee, bro. <laughs> what are you? What are you so what are you to trying to? Like, you're trying to fit in? No. You're trying to fit in with the, with the rebels of Tennessee? Come Man, on. what would you do if you go over to England? What are you going to buy in some little shop? I'm going to buy, uh, I don't know, a tea set. But I'm going to be wearing my English D. Because you're in fucking England. That's what you do. You get the swag. You know what I'm saying? That's tennis sweets. Wow. Hey, listen. <laughs> it's tennis sweets swag. You don't wear that hat today. Well. I, I've never seen you in no Confederate flag, nothing. Have you ever seen my back tattoo? 
We're not talking about that. No, I've never. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do you're not so, have a Confederate so flag stupid. tattooed on me. Anyway. Obviously not. Obviously not. <laughs> I All see right. your point, but I'm just trying so, to show you another side of the thing, and it's like you know, they have yeah. like shot glasses with fucking Confederate flags. Like that's the I, thing there. You know what I'm saying? I, I get your point. That but yes, it's I also what they do in the South. I also come get on, your bro. point. It's a little strange. Yeah, bro, it's strange, bro. Point. Yeah, of course you do, bro. So of did you shit you in your pants point. and look at Jenna and you're like, we're getting the fuck out of here? It was uncomfortable. And I had a whole lot to say because I had yeah. a hard time going down anyway. But because well, listen, if someone's listening to this and they haven't followed us yet, Michael is a black man and I am a white man. So that is yeah. why the uncomfortableness on his side would be there. And I totally get that. You know what I'm saying? Not in the way that you get that, but I understand. Yes. And I understand if you want to buy a Confederate flag hat to Dude, I was like not 15. because you not not because you are racist or because uh, you or <laughs> nice. Or because you you know, are a rebel, like, yay for the South against the North. I know that's not you. Uh, you would buy something like that just out of fucking irony because you're Sean. Oh, yeah. I would be and the I, asshole I, who's getting, like, a temporary press-on tattoo yeah. of a Confederate sure. flag just to be like, sure. <laughs> Fuck you. Sure. No one has exactly. power over me. Exactly. Be- just because you are Sean, you do that just out of the irony, just because you think it's fucking funny to press somebody's button. I get yeah. it. And so I wouldn't be offended walking around Pigeon Forge with you with a Confederate flag on your hat because I know who you are. Well, but, honestly, now I would not spend my money on that. But back yeah, then, why I would you? Yeah, we we live and learn. I get it. But for me, I I was, you know, driving in. We're, you know, listening to some music. We're hanging out, chilling. Obviously, you get down there, every station plays country. <laughs> Blasting uh, Eminem, and everyone's like, we found one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, for me, I'm just not that guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm, uh, All my dude, life. People have told me, you're not from Detroit. Listen to the way you sound. <gasps> Excuse me. Listen to the way you talk. I'm like, what? Where am I from then? Well, you sound like you're from New York or whatever. That's what I heard my entire life. I sound like I'm New from New York. York. I, I know the, the weirdest thing in the world, right? I, I, I know guys from New York. I don't sound, I don't sound anything like anybody from New York. No. But I just, you know, people have told me that I don't sound like I'm from Detroit. I know for sure that I I sound like I'm from Detroit. I mean, what the fuck? Because it's quite ca- literally you are. <laughs> I be, not only not only am I from Detroit, I pronounce all of the street names like a Detroiter would. It's Cashew, not Cadillacs. It's Charlevoix, not Charlevoix. Kerchival. It's Gratiot, not Gratiot. Gratiot. It's not Gratchet. It's Gratchet. It's Gratchet, bro. It's, <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> it's Wilshire, not Wilshire. 
Devonshire, not Devonshire. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I everything that's Detroit, I say like a Detroiter. You good? You good? I'm good. You good? You good? I'm good, bro. That's a Detroit thing. You good? That's a Detroit thing. That's not a everybody else thing. That's a Detroit thing. I wear the old English D. That's what I do. I'm waiting for you to get the tattoo. I would really like, <coughs> personally, for my own agenda, for your mm. first tattoo to be a the old English D. I just, I would love to see that on you. Full Not disclosure. as a gay man. <laughs> just as a friend. <laughs> as a brother in Christ. Uh, I think it would be Brother dope. in Christ. And for- it's, it's who you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, fucking do it. Full disclosure, I am deathly afraid of needles. And uh, it's episode 25, so I'm going to tell the truth about myself. Um, I, I said that if I was to get a tattoo, my first one would be on the inside of my forearm pointing towards my joint where my vein is. A tattoo of a needle. And the meaning of it would be to always overcome your fears. That being said, I am still I am still deathly afraid of needles. And I refuse to get a tattoo. So your second tattoo is gonna be the old English D then. Second tattoo if I was to get a second tattoo, it would be the old English D. The next time I'm up there, we're all going and getting tattoos. I would have to be blackout drunk. And we can do that. There is a rule that nobody that is blackout drunk gets a tattoo. At least I think that's a rule. At least I hope that's a rule. Depending on who you go to. <laughs> I, I bet it is because there's a whole bunch of tattoo guys that actually do house calls, which I Money don't understand. Money talks, bro. That's all I'm saying. Bullshit walks. That's what anyway, I totally derailed you from your Pigeon Forge story about the Confederate flag. Oh, dude, the bottom line is that I pissed my pants, you know? I mean, it's like, come on, dude, I'm in the fucking South, and anybody from the North that goes to the South, you know, that's not from the South, that is from the North, they feel a little bit uncomfortable when they fucking go that South. Like, it's not like it's some, you know, mystery you know, the South has its issues. <laughs> I mean, what? I actually wanted to come home. I didn't want to be stuck in, in the fucking South. You know, I'm sorry. Am I saying something that's offensive to anybody? To me, no. To uh, of people, course not. Maybe a little. I mean, yeah, you know what? But you know what? Hey, hey, be a fucking black man in the South walking down the street talking about oh i'm gonna go see the hills of tennessee and see what fucking happens to you i think i said i said it the last last episode you got me fucked up i ain't no fool so yeah for me as far as i'm concerned here here here's me i don't ignore my gut okay if i don't feel comfortable in a position in a spot somewhere talking to somebody i'm not going to ignore my gut because sure. I don't care what you say God has said to you. I don't care what you say Muhammad has said to you or Buddha has revealed to you or something that you've 
you know, been enlightened with through meditation. I don't give a shit. If my gut disagrees with you, then you're fucking wrong. Because I'm going to obey my gut. I don't care what anybody says, what you've been taught, whatever the case may be. I'm going to follow my gut. I don't care what anybody or anything says. I'm going to always follow my gut. And my gut was in knots. When I drove down in Pigeon Forge and I saw fucking <laughs> Confederate flags in a fucking hotel because you got your door <laughs> open. Yeah, I got knots in my stomach, bro. Yeah, you can forget it, bro. Forget it. So, so did, I, did I, you have I a stuck good with time? the crowd. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that was the You obviously lived. I lived. That was the greater point. I had a blast. It was awesome. You weren't tarred and feathered or nothing like that? No. I wasn't noosed or beaten. No. None of that stuff happened. But I also stayed off of that. Did you buy some Confederate flag swag? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Sean. No. I I stayed off the strip is what I did. Bro, you should. You know what? The next time I'm somewhere where I see a Confederate flag shot glass, Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy that shit and I'm going to overnight it. No, I tell you what, though. So I was was sitting with a buddy of mine at his store smoking cigars. He's, he's, He's got like this warehouse full of all of his collectibles shit that he's collected over the years. He's a big junker. Is that the guy you were telling me about? When I was there, boy, that was vague. Well, he's you like come again. <clears throat> um, you told me there's another cigar shop down from your spot that you always frequent, and I was like, "Oh, why don't you go there?" And you're like, "Well, no, not that guy." So okay. that guy is somebody's different. But at Ten Mile and Kelly, where you guys got all your hookah stuff, pass me the hookah. I, I, that's my main spot. And there's a guy there who collects everything. And I mean everything. He's got hookahs. Hookah, hookah. He's got humidors. He's got baseball cards that go back to the 20s and the 30s. He's got Star Wars gear. Damn. He's got old pop. So it's all over the place. He's got popcorn machines. He's got old action figures. He's got old model cars. He's got old golf clubs and old... <laughs> Old nine. <laughs> he's got a anyway. He's got an old. He's got an old chess set of Confederate versus the North. What do you call the North? The North versus uh, the South. It's a chess set, okay. And I looked at it and I'm like, dude, I would absolutely love that. The Civil War chess set. The North versus the South. I'm so jealous. I look at it every single time I'm in his store. How much is it? He's not selling it. He's not selling anything that he has. But So it's like a museum? It's his personal museum where he goes. I mean, the dude is like loaded. Like he works for himself. Like he, he gets done like flipping houses and then he goes to his store and he sits there and he smokes cigars with all of his buddies. And... Uh, and everybody just admires his stuff. It literally is just stuff. So yeah. the next time you're in town, remind me. I got to take you to my buddy's store. It's called his store, but he doesn't sell anything. All he does is bring stuff in. Nothing ever goes out. <laughs> he's got boxes Man, of... Man, to be that guy. Dude, he's got, he's got boxes of pen. 
pens. <clears throat> just pens. Just like writing pens or like pens that you pin on yourself. No, writing pens. The rarest pens that you will ever see. It's just rare pens. He's got he's got thousands of golf balls. Just thousands in boxes everywhere. I mean, everything is super organized. He's got aisles that you can walk up and down. He's got Star Wars gears. He's got DC Comics uh, action figures everywhere. He's got Good Lord, metal. I bet you nerd the fuck out when you go in there. Every time I go in there, it is sensory overload. I take Micah there. Like, we're all smoking cigars in there. I just let Micah walk around the store. So here's, I have a question, I'm because I'm Shoot. a curious character. Shoot. You say it's his store, and you can smoke cigars in it. So does he sell anything? He sells nothing. He's a so pack it's rat. Just a, it's a place to hang out and smoke cigars and look at cool shit and talk? Yes. He's a pack rat. He collects everything. Every All I'm weekend. saying is, you need to go up in that mug and be like, yo, my friend. <laughs> Hey, let me ask Dude. you a personal question. Yes. What did you do <laughs> so that you could set yourself <laughs> up to do this right now? Because I want to do it. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what he did. His father was a plaster, plasterer. He, he learned the skill traits. And he and his brothers learned the skill traits from his dad. And they continued to do skills traits. And oh. all they do is flip houses and do remodeling and they have crews they have crews that work with them and all they do is what their dad taught them to do which is to flip houses they just work with their hands all the time and that's it that's all they do i get do just they just make shit tons of money so so here's what i've learned over the years things that are rare have value attached to them and the value increases as the rarity, uh, as the as the amount of the stuff decreases. Sure. There's only so much land, right? There's only so much land. Tell that to big. There's fun. only so much property. <laughs> Shut up. There's so much property. <laughs> There's only so much property. The only thing that's going to forever continue to increase in value is land. Because it's finite and you only get so much of it. Yeah. And so the value of land and property is what continues to, to go up. And the fact is, is that even if it didn't, people live in houses these days. Codes change. You know, things change. Like technology increases and changes. There's furnaces that, that are more efficient today than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago. These things need to be fixed. These things need to be maintained. And if you're willing to work with your hands and be able to learn a trade, to learn how to fix things, to learn how to build things, you'll forever be in demand. And these guys learned that from a very young age before the internet. And therefore, they are extremely successful and in need of nothing. And society is forcing everybody to go to college. And the skills trades are diminishing. Nobody wants to go and get dirty. And therefore, you got all these fucking kids out here that don't even know how to change a tire. 
have never looked under the hood of a car. They've never changed their own oil. They've never changed an alternator or a... They don't don't know how a carburetor works. They don't know shit when it comes down to doing anything. They don't know how to square up a door. They don't know how to to frame up a window. They don't know how to, to lay down hardwood floors. They don't know how to use a circular saw or jigsaw or reciprocating saw. (laughs) <laughs> there's so many saws. <laughs> Dude, there's so many saws. Table saw. There's so much that people don't know how to do these days because they Table refuse saw. to. I've got a friend of mine who's a roofer. He's a great guy. Him and his wife, they came to our wedding. They, they, we just have fun with them. He's a roofer. He's a third generation roofer of this company in Detroit. He's got two boys, two girls. None of the kids want to learn roofing. None of the kids want anything at all to do with the business. So he's got this incredible business. He's making a shit ton of money. He's given the, the whole family the life that they've ever wanted. Nobody's going to take over his business. Once he retires, he's done. Hmm. Because everybody is so concerned with going to college, getting the best education there is, getting the highest degree possible, Working for someone else. Working for somebody else, and it's all shit that's going to fade away. You're completely replaceable. I don't care what degree you have. You can be a lawyer. You can be a doctor. You are completely replaceable. Oh, 100%. But if you know how to do, if you have a skill that you can actually do, because I don't really care. I mean, listen, I'm educated. I have the highest degree, a doctorate. I can do a whole lot of shit uh, with my brain. But, you know, and I, fortunately for me, I mean, my dad was a machinist and an, and an army ranger, so he worked with his hands. He knew what he was doing. So uh, it's the skilled trades that are going down that, that nobody is willing to do, that people are not willing to do. Like Even when I was in school, I'm a certified machinist. On top of being an engineer, like I learned lathes, mills, grinders. CNC machines. I learned how to work with my hands. And my dad was very proud of me, even though I didn't go into the military. He was proud <laughs> of me that I that I learned the skilled trades. I would come home with my schmock, like full of black grinding dust, you know? I'd be blow I'd blow my nose and it'd be all black dust because I was I was fucking learning how to use tools and do things with my hands. And then even when I left that and then went to school for engineering, I still continue to do stuff with my hands. I built furniture. The the desk in the office that I'm my studio that I'm recording in right now, I made this beautiful desk for my wife that's like it's it's huge. Like Sean, you saw it when we were recording here in my studio. It's Yeah, it's dope. I mean it's a big fucking desk that I built out of two by eights and, and two by sixes and four by fours and two by fours. And I put it all together with my hands and, and, and fucking drills and nails and screws. You trying to turn me on right now? Good. (laughs) Oh boy. It's sturdy and it's manly and it's, oh, 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 oh. you know, it's manly. It's girthy. Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Dude, that shit is going away. It's going to be robots doing this shit for us in 20 years. I think that's why the whole 
we give a lot of shit to millennials and hipsters, but like the whole hipster scene. Yeah. There's a lot of shit there, but yeah, you'd rather make fucking lattes being a fucking barista than being a, a fucking plumber. We got more baristas than we got plumbers these days. Sure. It's a fucking shame, dude. Well, is it though? Completely. Yeah. Because here's the yeah. thing. Well, I'll the fight core, you on this, bro. At the core of some of the hipsters out there, it's for a genuine appreciation and curiosity and almost like I want to carry on the legacy of being a craftsman in something. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. A craftsman in what? A barista? Is a craftsman I'm, in what? Well, if you're talking about coffee, then yeah, sure. I mean, <sighs> there's an art to coffee, you know. Folgers took over because they learned how to burn beans, grind them up, put them in a thing so they can have a shelf life of five years so they don't have to sell them immediately. And now they're fucking making millions. And, uh, but then when you chemist. go to like, you go to a hipster fucking coffee shop and they're like, weighing things and grinding things at certain like with different blade lengths and what are they grinding only heating things for certain amounts of time and putting this amount of that into this thing for a certain amount of thing dude when you taste that coffee you're like holy fucking shit this is like amazing you know what i'm saying because there's an art to what they're doing and they actually appreciate the art because the art has always been there but people forgot about the art because Folgers and all these other fucking big ass companies have made things so easy and dumbed it down that you can go buy a can that has, again, a shelf life of like a year <laughs> or six months. Like if you really know about coffee, the second you grind a bean, it's done. You got like, I think it's a day or two and then the oils and all the stuff that you secrete to make an actually good cup of coffee is gone after that amount of time. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) You can laugh, bro, but I'm telling you, it's a fact. And that's just with coffee. Okay. 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 I'm talking like, (laughs) like you, (laughs) what is so funny? <laughs> okay, okay. Wait. It's just truth, wait. bro. It's fucking okay. true. Time and then out. it goes even it goes down before the before you even crush that bean. Where did the bean come from? Cuz that certain bean grown in a certain soil in a certain location of the world because of the sunlight and the rain and the humidity and the lack of humidity, it's gonna it's gonna have a different flavor. I'm telling okay. you, bro. It's very nerdy. All right. It's very honestly scientific. Yeah. And there's like, a, there's a craftsmanship. There's an art to it. Really? It's not just like when you go to fucking Starbucks and you get your whatever, if it's not a latte or a PSL or, you know, some fancy woozy pussy little drink that's like full of sugar and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. If you get just coffee and you know what to order, mm-hmm. it's going to be a damn good fucking like cup of coffee because it's going to have the most flavor that you've ever had in coffee. And if you open a can that has some little resealable cans that Folger makes, mm-hmm. it ain't good to the last drop, bro. It tastes like shit after you've had real fucking coffee. 
because there's an art to making something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's the point. It's not about coffee. Mm. My point here is like, yeah, the whole hipster thing is like, oh, there's so many baristas and there's so many of this thing. Some of those mm. hipsters out there, they want to make their own table because they enjoy the craft. They enjoy, hey, that's a certain wood only found in a certain area of the world. And I know how to whittle it down. I know how to cut it. I know when it's aged. I know like I can piece it with this and it's going to be sturdy and it's going to last. Like there's this whole other realm of like, it's not just a bench. You know what I'm saying? That bench is going to fucking last a hundred years. Just how my great grandparents have shit that my family still uses today made out of wood. Okay. Did you catch that? Because if I go to Ikea and I buy something made out of whatever the fuck it is, but it's not wood, how long is it going to last? Not a hundred years. <laughs> Tell you that much. No, just one assembly sequence. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. That's all right. My so, point. all right. So don't so, come at me with coffee because I will fucking school you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I am a coffee snob, and I am proud. <laughs> you were you were driving this coffee thing home for quite a while, and just I thought you were going to end it there, but then you redeemed it with the whole you know uh, building shit, which I could appreciate. Because then at that point you're agreeing with me towards the end, but well, the whole time uh, I was agreeing with you, you just didn't understand it until I okay, it took a while before to I got it, it to something you would actually understand and respect. <laughs> Because I was about to say, bro, dude, I got a homeboy in Minneapolis that we talked to tonight. We were like way half in the bag over a fire uh, talking to my boy, Matt, who has a bum knee right now because he had a big load of fucking concrete that uh, he tried to save from falling and breaking a real man because like he straight up uh, went to school for mortuary science but his dad was in cement and he fucking you know got into the family business doing cement and kind of married it with mortuary science and where he like doing some real badass shit like fuck the educational part of mortuary science like he's doing like making big money with like cement where you're like setting steps and, and you know, his family builds boxes that the caskets go into because, you know, just wood just doesn't go in the ground anymore. They like put them inside of cement boxes to preserve them, you yeah. know, like, <clears throat> like casting steps that, that will go over your existing steps that are, that are cold. Like, doing driveways and like like doing shit that actually matters when it comes down to the most important asset that you have in your life, your home that you buy. Stuff like that. And I was going to drill that home how like coffee has nothing on real shit like that, but you brought it home and just kind of like married it together in the fact that it's a craft. And I'm with you in the fact that <clears throat> skill is skill. Right, like yeah, it, it, you know, you you have to be able to provide something of value to 
the world. And I'm sorry, just playing hacky sack is just not going to do it for me. But well, no, you know, but we we can agree on that for sure. But uh, but believe me, I'm a coffee snob too. I'm with you, bro. Like this morning, I got up, you know, for work and. I didn't feel like going in right away, so I just loaded up my laptop from the from the kitchen, and I'm returning emails, and I'm, I'm starting my work day. I, I made some eggs. I made some pancakes, which I know I wasn't supposed to do, but I made them anyway. Fuck it, because I was starving, because I, I do this intermittent fasting thing. Anyway, I made some French press coffee, which is... It's been around forever, but it's becoming more and more popular, right? In this yeah. generation, right? This millennial generation, French press coffee, or to define it the way it is, it's press pot coffee because you, you go over to the Middle East, they call it Arabic coffee uh, or Arabic press. French press, Arabic press, whatever, Canadian press. It, it's a press pot coffee. Uh, it, there's a skill to it. There's an art to it. And it is delicious. And it's a whole lot stronger than your Folgers. And the whole time you kept saying Folgers, the only thing I could think about was a product placement that they're not going to pay us for. Us. The, the <laughs> best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean just the only thing that folgers is good for i shouldn't say good for the only good thing i can say about folgers is they did something right because they made a lot of money oh they made a shit ton of money no doubt about but as it as far as quality it's just not there man that's why i'm saying like if you want a quality coffee most generally, you need to go find some hipster, freaking weird-looking, cool, hip coffee shop where they're wearing the aprons and there's steam and there's like, and they're like, what's up, bro? What can I do for you today? Like, because they're going to do, like, the shit that you've never, like, fucking coffee porn. Some voodoo shit. And when you have a sip of it, you're never going to look at Folgers and be like, oh, yeah, I want Folgers in my cup. No, <laughs> you know I, I agree with you 100%. I do agree with you. But I got a homeboy that does plastering. And all the homes in Gross Point, where, where I live, they have plaster. Fuck, forget Gross Point. Anything in Metro Detroit, if you got a home that was built in the 40s or in the 50s or in the 60s, there's plaster. Yeah. Fuck this drywall shit that everybody has in their newly built homes. If your home is 15 years old or younger, fuck you. I'm not talking to you. You don't have any plaster in your home. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you go old homes like we have. This is a old this house was built in 1948, I believe. Or maybe it was 52. One of those. Maybe the old house was built in 48. Either way. There's plaster everywhere. Ain't no fucking opening up a wall and you got some some drywall. It, it just doesn't exist. It's plaster everywhere. Okay? Yeah. And so what they're doing is they're plaster experts. They can take your wall and instead of opening up the wall to fix some electrical 
and then replacing it with drywall, which doesn't fit because there's a different thickness and drywall than there is to plaster. And plaster is a dead skill that nobody does anymore. They don't build houses with plaster anymore. It's all drywall, which is like uh, half inch thick or five eighths thick or three quarter thick, depending on the type of fucking board that you're using. No, they use just like fucking plaster where you had these uh, metal gates that you put in and you had to plaster over that. And so when you break in the plaster and you're trying to remove plaster, you're literally removing this thick, like softer cement sump- substance. And, and then you got to cut through metal grate and just all the shit that goes in there. Like we used to make houses very good insulated well you know sturdy homes and now we got all this cheating shit that's easier to put up these skills only the these older guys have and younger guys don't want to learn the skill to be able to do it because it's a dying art yeah and uh, my whole point was is that like we're losing history we're losing and uh, Here's my problem, being on the outskirts of the millennial generation. I think, like I said to you, when I was graduating from high school, they were calling us Gen X. And the generation after us, Y became millennials, if you will. But they're not the same thing. No. A, A Gen Xer is not the same thing as a millennial. Like, as I was coming of age, Internet was just becoming a thing. Uh, cell phones were just becoming a thing as I was graduating high school. For millennials, all that shit was already there, on and popping, right? Yep. You had the iPhone 3, 3G, 3GS, 4, 4S, like going up, you know? Uh, this shit you learned from actually studying under somebody that actually did it for a living. Versus now you learn how to do this shit off of YouTube. It's two different generations. Very much. Totally agree. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it breaks my heart that, that I've got friends that are like ready to retire from their, you know, their, their businesses. And there's nobody to, to take it over because their kids have been taught that they need to get an education and build up their 401k and, you know, work for 30 years and then retire and then move to Florida where it's hot. And so that their bones don't don't hurt, you know, all of this shit, the, the American dream instead of, you know, hey, go into business and like actually have a legacy to give to your kids and blah, blah, blah. Learn something and get your hands dirty, you know. Yeah, it's it might hurt a little bit, but you know how to do something that most people pay premium dollar for you to be able to do. Like there's just a total difference in the mindset and, um, fuck man, we're 50 minutes into this. I don't even know what we're talking about. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I agree. And I like, so I'm 32, right. And I am by age, depending on, what study or uh 
whatever you look at. I am either a millennial or I'm not. Like, I'm pretty much, like, right in between the two. And, like, I... So I can associate with both Gen X and millennial. And I lean more towards the Gen X. But, you know, that's just me personally. But, like, there's some good things from both the millennial side that I appreciate. And one of those is like the thing about coffee, for example, and it's not every coffee place, you know, whatever, but it's just an example of like some of the millennials who are opening coffee shops and they do have a craft that they are passionate about, bro. Like, like if you listen to my whole rant about coffee and thought that that was funny, there are people you could talk to that you would sit there and your mouth would just drop and be like, I thought it was just a fucking coffee and a bean and hot water. Like, no, there's this whole other thing to it, you know? But then there's the other side of the millennials where it's like the entitlement. And like you said, the phones, like, yeah, when I was in high school, I had a freaking little bitty singular wireless. If you remember them yeah. before AT and T and I don't know, maybe two companies ago i don't know i don't remember but i had yeah, a little before at&t was american bell bro so yeah so i had this little <clears> bitty <throat> phone that you could text but you had to push individual numbers to get to the letter that you needed so like you'd have to push three like twice to get to the letter you needed and then you know what i'm saying it was like kind of archaic now anyway and that Dude, was like was the coolest thing that. it was all analog you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, and yeah. now your phone okay. is your fucking soul, you know, it's like your computer, you can look at it and it opens and it talks to you and it's, Hey, you told me to remind you this, you know, or like even shit that I can't even like the other day I was leaving somewhere and Google maps alerted me like you're three and a half minutes away from home. Traffic is fair. Like what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I totally get what you're saying and agree. That's my point. And like, what's interesting is there's, there seems to be this big, uh, movement of like, well, I want to do what I want to do, you know, versus, Bitch, my family has done this for five decades, and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to continue it, because it ain't going nowhere, and it's quality, and people will pay for it. Well, yeah, I just, I don't really think I want to do that. Like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I just need to go to college and find myself. Like, like totally. You know, the whole entitled bullshit, like. I don't agree with that. I think that's stupid. And I think down the down the years, some of these millennials are going to turn around when they're freaking 50 or 40 or 30 and be like, damn, I should have just gone into the family business. Like, it was all there for me. All I had to do was take it over. <laughs> right. And now I'm over here. Walmart shut down because everything's automated and, like, Freaking customer service job. Dude, I believe customer service jobs are going to be a thing in the past in probably the next 15 to 20 years. Easy. Maybe sooner than that. I, I think mean, it's already every time, a thing of the past. Dude, every time. Sure. 
when's the last time you went to a fast food drive through right? You pull up to the thing. Someone speaks through a speaker and is like, how can I help you? They don't give a fuck about their job because they're only making $7 an hour. And you're like, um, give me a second. I'm looking at the menu. Unless you're super fat and you eat there every day. And then you're like, I want two number twos, a number three, and a large five. And then like they take your order. They put it in a computer. Someone else sees it in a computer in the in the quote unquote <laughs> uh, cooking area, and they cook it, or they just heat it up, and then another person takes your money and gives you your bag. I don't think any of that is really going to be necessary in the very very near future. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I I can appreciate like, hey, this is what we do, and we're passing it on to you. And like make it or just sustain it. You don't have to make it anything. We've already made it that, you know, and people who walk away from that, I just, you know, we're all individuals and I'm talking in a majority here. So not every case is the same, but like, it is sad that people are walking away from, you know, artisan craftsman jobs that, are just no one's going to do now. I think people are going to regret that because, you know, it won't be long before we don't use concrete. We use some synthetic thing that a computer fucking makes. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and in those days, people who have the concrete things or the plastered things or the artesian, this craftsman, that they're going to have the money. Because they're going to be like, yeah, I only make five of these a year and I make $500,000 a year because (laughs) no one else does this shit. You know? I think we're going to be taken over by robots. I I don't think we're going to be taken over. I think think we're going to allow to become lazy enough to just be our own gods, honestly. Well, I I saw a video today on YouTube of a robot that was doing parkour. Mm -hmm. It had a battery pack on his back. And it was literally climbing boxes. Doing parkour. Before that, a couple years ago, I saw a robot that was doing backflips. Now we have a fucking robot that actually testified on Congress. Look that up. <laughs> just, there's this fucking head with a neck and a brain who is artificial intelligence that has been learning and studying um, humankind and fucking actually has like done speeches about things that it's learned and just like s- studying the evolution of humanity. And the future doesn't look all that great. There's sex robots out there right now that are just like fleshy, like appealing to the, to the, uh, purchaser. What? The purchaser. Yeah, I was going to make it a whole lot more 
meaningful in that the sickness of mankind, just that like taking advantage of there's companies out there that are just taking advantage of the the greed of man, the the sensuality of man and just like just all this shit. Like we're we're no longer concerned about the skills that would help us to survive, the skills that have caused us to to get to the place where we could enjoy the comforts that we have today. We've, we're starting to lose those skills that got us to where we are. Um, and it's very disheartening to me. It's, it's, it's actually quite frightening. Um, I mean, just, I, I, I mean, maybe just being conspiracy after a few drinks in, but somebody comes in and does a fire sale cut us away from all of our electronics and internet and satellites and all of that shit. How many, how many of us are going to survive? What's your law degree going to do for, for you when everything gets shut down and if you're not able to hunt, you're not going to eat. If you don't know how to make fire, you're not going to have clean water. What are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these things that people are taking for granted and they're like, no, I don't want to learn this skill. No, I don't want to get get dirty. And, and they get this education that says, oh, I'm learning this and I'm learning that. And I'm better than you because I don't know. Be, because you, you know, you're a laborer and you wrench. And you get dirty, I don't have to get dirty because I know this. I've got this book smart. Like, what's going to happen, dude? Like, the, the people that we elevate because of their education are going to be the ones that are going to be paying the money to the people that they despise because they're laborers and they work with their hands. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a reverse of all of that. If something I do, was to I do know, I, I hear you, but, <clears throat> and I agree if something like that were to happen, basically a lot of people are going to die or they're going to be rolled and it's going to suck. Yeah. However, if you, you have to, at least to me, I always go back to like, think back to like the Jesus days, you know, like were people saying the same shit about like, Apparently they have this big, massive room. Okay. So maybe not in Jesus day, but go back to when, you know, they first invented a computer and they're like, Oh my God, there's this massive, like hundred square foot room that is a computer machine thing. And apparently it can think and like, remember stuff. Like, can you imagine when the computer, like, what if one day it's going to take over and we're not going to need food and water because it'll, you know, like, I just don't know that it's as extreme as what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And not just you, like a whole, I mean, dude, that's why yeah, freaking sure. The Walking Dead is so popular and zombies and apocalyptic movies are booming. Like, everyone thinks the same shit. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like over time, you have to think people 
200 years ago were like, oh my God, there's this gun. They're calling this thing a gun and it shoots out bullets. Can you imagine if you could just walk to a store and buy that? Like the whole, I mean, the whole world's going to end. If anyone can get their hands on these guns, we have to keep them for the military. Well, I can go walk and get a gun (laughs) and we're all still alive. (laughs) Mostly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's just like the end of the world, but all of that, even coming out of my mouth and maybe we should end somewhere soon here, but I would not be surprised if Jesus comes back very soon. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be surprised if Jesus doesn't come back until after we're dead. Because you have to wonder, and even after what I just said, this is kind of contradictory, but you have to wonder at which, like at some point, mankind is going to become so smart that we develop something else to think for us, which we're already on the cusp of. And honestly, we might even already be there. There's algorithms that tell us what we want before we even know we want it. You know what I'm saying? Like how long is God going to allow humankind to just continue in our depravity to such a point where we create something that is equally depraved that we created? Because then at that point, aren't we God? Ooh, that's interesting. Or not God, but like God, even closer than we are now? I don't know. Just a question. Again, I've had a few drinks now, but, like, it's interesting shit to think about. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. And, um, hmm. I don't know, bro. Because the the crazy part is we are now at a place where we can create other things to be worshipers of us, essentially. They monitor what we do, they do what we want to do, and they bring pleasure to us. <laughs> Isn't that what worship is? Um, I think I you'd mean, have to ask the uh, sex robot. Their whole, div- <laughs> like, their whole existence is devoted to bringing us what we want and what we need and what we desire. Is that not the same... Well, not the same, but it's creepily similar, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? I would say that uh, I would say that it's not because from the beginning of time, we have been using each other for our own pleasure. We've been using animals for our own pleasure. I mean, just think about the first person that that grabbed a cat domesticated a cat for its own pleasure or or a dog for his own pleasure or a wolf for that matter um yeah but you can only control those things to a certain degree uh, but something you create yeah and i i think that i would argue that anything that we create we can only control to a certain degree but that's just me on my putting on my conspiracy theory hat I'm not too far from the whole mindset of the movie Ex Machina or uh, the other movie before Ex Machina, um, Blade Runner. 
I think that was a movie, Blade Runner, Runner, the name of it. Anyway, where these fucking robots that we've created all of a sudden turn and they learn and begin to take over humanity. I, I just don't think that mankind is smart enough to be able to to uh, get as far as you fear that we would get. Um, but that being said, again, I mean, you're talking two idiots with booze brains at this point trying to figure <laughs> out the future. <laughs> and we don't have to. But yeah. it's an interesting conversation, though. It is. I, I'm I'm a firm believer that robots are going to take over the world at some point and kill us all. But, or enslave us all. And that'll be like the great revolution that causes all of humankind to drop all of their racism and band together <laughs> and, and have a new enemy to fight against. You know what I'm saying? But ah, that's just me. I mean, you got one motherfucker who designed a car, built a car with all of this technology and then shot it into outer space. Like one man had the ability to, and the money, to uh, take a car and shoot it into outer space. Elon Musk. I don't think we're too far away from robots that enslave all of humanity. Yeah, probably not. So, I mean, you got people, you got companies that are designing these sex robots. Like, you no longer have to go to a strip club. Like, Texas is about to institute its first robotic brothel. Think about that. <laughs> I'd rather like, not. No, no, like, seriously, though, you're, you're, you're about to have a robotic brothel like where these sex robots or, or sex dolls there's going to be a brothel of sex dolls like it's in the news like this is something that is like getting voted on like today yeah. you know what I'm saying like you got robots that are doing parkour you got 95% of America that Americans that cannot do parkour like if me and you had an obstacle course of a bunch of blocks that we needed to navigate and jump through small squares that are twice our body size, we wouldn't be able to do it and land on our feet and do do flips on our hands and, you know, backflips and front flips through circles and all that shit. We can't do it, but they're designing robots today that are able to do it. Uh, I don't know. Conspiracy theory. This is episode 25, dude. This might be another one that we don't air. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's been a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know, dude. It's kind of weird. But, I mean, there's a bunch of shit that I've been looking at. It's like super conspiracy world ending type of shit. And it's like... Yeah, either Jesus coming back, like, really soon, like, tomorrow, or this whole world is about to go through a bunch of, you know, weird change that you better be ready for, or, uh, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it's either one or the other for me. 
Yeah. You know, like shit is hitting the fan. You got some, you got a dude who is digging tunnels all over LA. Elon Musk. He's like, oh, I'm just going to build a tunnel. Okay. They give him a, they give him a permit to be able to dig. And then he just starts digging. And then the question comes up, what are you going to do with it? Eh, I don't know. I think I might expand the, the, the freeway to go underground. You know, you already did it for subways, but now I want to do it for electric cars. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and dig. Are you fucking kidding me? This dude just spent all his money to shoot a car into outer space. Now, there is a car, a Tesla vehicle, that is orbiting the planet along with all of the other space debris. A lot of people don't know, but a satellite visual of the Earth, we now have rings of debris circling the Earth in orbit, just like Saturn does. Like, there's, like, debris out there from just, like, satellites that have been destroyed by asteroids and just shit that's up there in space orbiting the planet just like we have shit in our oceans that are like destroying our oceans orbit just floating in the oceans like there's like a thousand football fields of plastic water bottles that are just filling our oceans it's crazy man what do we do we don't know i don't know all right i feel like an idiot let's close this one down (laughs) don't feel like an idiot this is what happens when we go back to back. Dude, I think it's I think it's been good. All right. Your booze brain and mine. I agree with you. Episode 25. At this point, at this point I don't even have a booze brain. <laughs> cool. All right, bro. Well, thanks for sticking around for our ramblings. Yeah, maybe episode 25 should be called Ramblings of a Booze Brain. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Either way, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, keeping it simple, www.unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. We got links. We got a few articles. You can listen to all of our other ramblings that are probably more on topic um yeah thanks for listening and hey feel free to email us at unchurchedpod at gmail.com with any comments you got or questions maybe you got a topic idea or whatever but uh we'd love to hear from you yeah all right i gotta pee (laughs) (laughs) it is that's our cue all right brother peace awesome peace